0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Well, Henry McKean is with me to talk about what are quintessentially Irish things and what qualifies as quintessentially Irish, as is Eamon O'Neill, the presenter, activist, and author, and Hazel Chu, the Green Party councillor and former Lord Mayor of Dublin. Henry, do you often sit down of an autumn day listening to Lou Kelly eating stew?
1: Ah, Kieran, at. To be sure. But I'm originally. (laughs) I'm a plastic paddy over here. I've been here 33 years. My grandmother was from East Cork. And yeah, I was just listening to Luke Kelly before I came in. And um, very traditional, very Dublin. I personally would have said if you were talking music, I would have gone, Christy Moore. Uh, Perhaps I would have gone, you too, Van Morrison, uh, the late Sinead O'Connor, or even John Creedon, who isn't a musician, or Doherty O'Shea, um, or Marty Morrissey. Ah, You're just dropping names now. I know, I'm just listing off names. But yeah, you're right. I mean, does that represent our heritage? And even if we take food, for example, Irish food, I wouldn't put down stew, but I would put down curry chips or maybe a spice bag. We're really good at that abracababra, donut kebab, I fell in love with that back in nineteen ninety. Or even uh, a Sentra chicken fillet roll, <laughs> chicken um, fillet rolls, or ch- garlic and cheese fries from Supermax. Could you get any more Irish than Supermax? Or, or if we take traditional drink here, Sidona. I can't get Sidona anymore. Or Mi it Now turns out it's called Mi Wadi. I've been calling it Mi all these years. Um, you know that. Well, it's spelled Mi
0: Wadi. it's called Mi Wadi.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, you know, sitting in an Irish pub, uh, which. Really Raining outside and there's a turf fire with a pint in front of you. Or even hanging out in a deli counter in a centre in the Midlands.
0: Well, uh, uh, Michal and and Hurling. Nothing more Irish than that, says Dermot. Bren and Trim has a great one. A tato crisp sandwich with a cup of scald a soakage. Then off to the local for a few pints of plain. Followed by a one and one stuck under your oxler for supper before the lava. That is quintessentially Irish. It sounds like a nice evening as well, branded trim. So Hazel Chew, as I said, is with us as well. Hazel, what's a quintessentially Irish scene, supper, piece of music for you?
2: (laughs) I was about to say Cadbury somehow. So um, I remember living in New York (laughs) and eating the Hershey chocolate going this isn't chocolate. Why no. this is this so sweet? And I was dying for a bag of potatoes and a cup of berries and also taparys as well. And like, yeah, that, that to me is very Irish. But for me, it's more a feeling. It's No matter where you go, you kind of attract yourself to Irish community. Like I was in Australia and the first people I went and met for a point were Irish people. You, you kind of just get drawn to that camaraderie. And we have that in it, that, that's very quintessential Irish, where when things really hit shit, really hit the fan, excuse the language, um, we we tend to bond together very well. We tend to go through the bad times really well and lift each other up. We saw it recently with uh, Sinead O'Connor's passing. We saw it during COVID where we all banded together. And I think that's what really Irishness is, is that being able to, to come together and, and just say, listen, we'll stick it out.
0: Mm. Yeah, that that community yeah. spirit. And maybe that speaks to kind of the popularity of things like Gaelic games and stuff as well, which kind of fosters that community spirit. Uh, Emer O'Neill, like I say, uh, with us too. Emer, I mean, it, this is an entirely subjective question. So for you, what does it mean to be Irish? What are quintessentially Irish things in your mind?
3: Um. Yeah, I think, you know what, like I live away from home. I was living in America for 10 years, so I really kind of noticed things that I could and couldn't do and feelings that I had at home that I didn't have when I was away in the States. Um, And I always like, I always really missed home. And I suppose one of the, one of the things, the jokes I would always make, like as a teacher over there, you know, I'd be cracking jokes for my students thinking I'm absolutely hilarious, you know, and the tumbleweed would just, like, you know, f- roll by in front of me, and I'm like, ah, here, like, w- like my my com- comedic genius is, is wasted. I'd, I'd say, like, you know, our, our sarcasm and just, just our sense of humour is very, very different, and I definitely missed that, like, when I came home, Saying things instead of people looking at me like I was a bit of a weirdo. People were laughing at me again, you know. And I was like, "See, you know, I've still got it." You know the the, the comedy side. Um, and then the other thing too would be like our landscape and just like the beauty of Ireland. Like I think I took it for granted. Like I left when I was eighteen, so you know, when you're that young, you're not necessarily mm. looking around and being like, "Oh, look at these absolutely glorious mountains," you know. But when I would come, when I when I came home and would bring you know, either teammates home or, you know, friends that lived abroad, like, that were not Irish back home. I remember specifically one teammate just being up, up in my mom's house and looking out her back window and saying, uh, there's mountains out your back. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? And I looked out, and the sugar loaf, you can see the sugar loaf from my mom's window. And uh I was just like, oh yeah, it's like, back there. Oh my god, like, you know, and I really, but then I really started to see ireland for what we had and how actually beautiful it was and going and seeing all of these different landmarks that i wouldn't have because i had people coming to stay with me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you're kind of like jesus this really is a stunning place like i know everyone in the whole country is really mad at ireland right now in terms of weather but like i suppose that is why we are so green and so beautiful you know, yeah, it, it,
0: it certainly lends itself uh, to that greening of the country, all the rain we've been having. I mean, Irish stew, I was a bit disappointed that Irish stew came at top of this list. Yeah, as well Henry
1: you can still get a good Irish stew and I know for example my mum does a good Irish stew because obviously she's, she's half Irish and yeah we, our food here it's, we mentioned landscape there we I have put the Dan best Mio. food I
0: put Don Mio sauce my Irish stew well it probably tastes David so, Gillick does it,
1: it it tastes so good because uh, it's Irish beef <laughs> <laughs> and you might and you're right and we're, we're doing well on, the, on the, you know, the world scene when it comes to sport and we've got great landscape landscape was just mentioned there even our uh, motor ways of landscapes I mean just Beautiful motorway landscaping that you wouldn't get in the states, uh, and you wouldn't get in in um, in England. You just get concrete. You take it for granted when you drive back. Well, to I just, I, I
0: really, of all the things I suspected might be yeah, mentioned in this yeah. piece, I, I didn't <laughs> think
1: somebody would talk about but, the beauty of our but, motorways. But even motorway art. We've got motorway art here, where you've got a random piece of art just, uh, just there. Um, but there's so many things. I mean, the roads of Trilly. Could you get more traditional than that? The Gorway races saying thanks to the bus driver, um, not paying for the Lewis, which I think is not allowed. And it was just mentioned there, saying hello to a stranger. Um, Irish people still say hello to each other. We just still say hello to each other, which I think is really, really healthy and just so, so friendly. Uh, I th- think it's fantastic. Also, our love of Japanese cars. you can't beat a Toyota. <laughs> Sorry, I no having none of that.
0: I've led you away with an awful lot. You cannot say our love of Japanese cards—that's I mean, that, quintessentially become, Irish. They have
1: become Irish. They're, they're not. They're not sitting around. Uh, well, I mean, we've got a similar in this and they like talking about the the. Uh, the but the Irish love Japanese cars the because of Irish. Market. similar temperatures. We've got rain, <laughs> and they just suit. I mean, if you see a Toyota, if you see a Rav Four there, you're just thinking, oh, "Could you get more Irish?" Even though it's from Japan.
0: Um, Hazel, so you mentioned Cadbury's and Tato Chris. They're, they in the snack category, that's fine. But is there a meal you'd describe as quintessential Irish? I was just
2: Irish. listening to Henry. they talking about you and Henry talking about the stew, and all I can think of was. The thing I missed most when I was abroad was a good bag of chips. So I don't know oh, when yes. you when you come out of the local and you go across the road and you just want a bag of chips. So, But saying that, we have come so far when it comes to Irish cuisine. You look at how we've become international. We, we have people that are Michelin-starred, and you, you kind of think back and go, well, Stu might be on people's top of the list but we are world-renowned for, for cuisine. I have people coming, relatives coming over from Hong Kong, and they love the food here. And they always thought it would just be potatoes and bacon, <laughs> so, whereas they kind of go around different parts of Ireland and realize like, that oyster is amazing, the seafood is amazing, uh, the, the beef is amazing, and it's all part of that Irish Culture we mm. have that uh, that love of food that that uh, uh, that love of food and being able to grow your own and being able to know what what you're kind of harvesting from the land it's it's really important and it's why we're so good when it's abroad being able to um, export our food abroad as well we're world famous for it e- so so I think that's a part of our Irishness our food as well mm. as our culture our music is a huge part as well e-
0: e- Emer like, like Hazel's relatives thinking that we all just ate spuds all the time. Like when you went to the States first, what what misconceptions had kind of your new, you know, college friends or teammates or, you know, others in the staff room, ultimately? What did they have about Ireland?
3: There was a lot. There was a lot. And I honestly couldn't wrap my head around a lot of it. But um, like, I definitely told a couple of people that uh, leprechauns were relatives of mine and I was believed. um, (laughs) I also. So you were you are asked,
0: stoking these uh, uh, misconceptions.
3: I kind of was because I was like, this is, I uh, can't be real. Like you can't <laughs> actually think that, you know. And then uh, being asked things like, if we had electricity, running water, like what kind of way did we travel, you know, like a lot because I I went to Mississippi and that was like in two thousand and four, so like the internet wasn't really a, a thing, you know. So if unless you traveled. I guess, or read, or were educated, but a lot of a lot of people hadn't left the state, let's say, or even their county within the state of Mississippi, so I got some really ridiculous things um, thrown at me. But my sister was over from England, she's she, she's from London, uh, just last week, and she was telling me how England has no, like, there is no culture, there's no true culture or tradition there, and I, she kept saying it, because she kept saying that she felt it here in Ireland, that we have such an actual rich culture. And I couldn't believe it. She's like, sure, emer our, our national food is, is curry, you know? <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, like the the, the queen declared curry our national food because she loved an El curry, you know? And I was like, I was laughing at it, you know? But at the same time, like, you kind of do take a lot of the stuff that we have here for granted. Like, I would 100% agree with the whole chipper's chips thing. That was like one of my massive things when I was away. You can't mm. find anything even close to it, you know, so when I came back, I gorged on that, but also just like, I remember going to like, sesh, seshes and flas with my mum as a young child and our music, because the music was just mentioned there toward the end and like, i sure I was, I was sessioning with my mum in the pub, I learned how to play the bear on and the tin whistle during all of these seshes at Milltown Malby and, and all that, like honestly, it was great times for me, we yeah. had like a little postman pop van and we'd, travel around and we sleep out in the back of the van and we go off and I'd learn the instruments and i just fell in love with the music and our, you know, Shanna singing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We do actually have really rich what? culture here that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, listen like that. You some... know, the Irish yeah. type of culture as such.
0: There's some great memories being shared as well uh, on the text line. Uh, John Angel Kenny says, I'll tell you what's quintessentially Irish, Kieran Watching the Borough and Carrick Shock playing in an under-15 hurling league match in the rain and the Shock scoring a last-minute goal to win by a point. It says, John Barry in Cork uh, gets all political. Or Ireland Sunday on the first Sunday in September is quintessentially Irish for me. Bernie says, Friday night sessions in Patsy Dans and Dunfanaghy, quintessentially Irish. Another listener, the cranberries and bacon and cabbage. When I lived in Boston for years, that was what it meant to to be uh, Irish. Uh, Another listener says it has to be Thayeste's day. Uh, Goran Race is pure Irish. And what a quintessentially Irish says make vicious slagging that's accepted between good friends, bonding over an irrational hatred of the Brits and three, (laughs) having no time for gobshites. (laughs) Pardon the French. (laughs) Mick, listen, thank you for the text. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.